Bienvenidos and welcome to La Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza. I'm your host, Vanessa Bohm, with Julieta Kusnir and Nina Serrano. In tonight's show, we'll hear the first of a two-part interview with Robert Rabin, the director of the Institute of Puerto Rican Culture in Vieques, Puerto Rico. He shares with us the story behind the beginnings of the community radio station Radio Vieques and the historic presence and devastation caused by the U.S. military on the island. We'll also be joined by the recent Grammy-nominated band from Nicaragua, La Cuneta Somachin, who will be sharing their songs off of their latest album. They'll be playing at the Great American Music Hall in San Francisco on Saturday, February 13th, along with local bands Soltron and Bangdara. Todo esto y mucho más, so stay tuned. Coming up, we bring to you part one of an interview with Robert Rabin, director of the Institute of Puerto Rican Culture that was recorded earlier this year in Vieques, Puerto Rico. I'm your host, Vanessa Bohm, and I have the pleasure of being in Vieques, Puerto Rico. I am right now at the Fortín Conde de Mirasol, the Fort of Vieques, a beautiful and historic building managed by the Institute of Puerto Rican Culture. And I have the pleasure of being joined by the director of the Fort Count Mirasol Museum, Roberto Rabin. Thank you so much, Roberto, for taking the time to speak to us about the rich history of Vieques and the community that lives here. Hey, bueno, thank you, Vanessa, for coming and for the interest in Vieques. Well, Roberto, you are originally from Boston. Tell me how you made it to Vieques. I am not Puerto Rican, but I am originally from Boston. I'm as gringo as gringo can be, down to the bone marrow. But I have had the privilege of living my adult life here in Vieques. So Spanish has been my principal language most of, you know, for all of my adult life. And the culture of Vieques has sort of become uh, a very important element in my culture as well, but I am, you know, gringo uh, uh, on my parents' side. <laughs> so, uh, again, I live here with great uh, admiration and thankfulness to the people of Puerto Rico and particularly the people of Vieques. And then how did you move to Vieques? I came to Vieques when I was 25, which was more than 25 years ago, and I came to do three weeks of research for a thesis about the military presence its impact on the island and the people's resistance. Uh, this was for a graduate program at the University of Massachusetts, Boston, my alma mater. Alma mater. And uh, it was an interdisciplinary project in uh, sociology, history, political science. And I came to do three weeks of research in the summer of 1980. The plan was, I was teaching bilingual education in Boston at the time. I planned to come during the three-week summer vacation, do some interviews and go back and I did everything but go back. So I had, you know, things happened, the mysteries of life and the wonderfulness of those mysteries have allowed me to stay here and work in the community and with the community. And so I taught high school history in the 1980s for about 10 years. And since 1990, direct this project for the Institute of Puerto Rican Culture. We'll talk a little bit about the military presence in a bit, but the Institute actually houses Radio Vieques, or the local community radio station. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit how that project began. Sure. Radio Vieques uh, grew out of the struggle for peace and justice here, out of the struggle to stop U.S. military bombing and presence on Vieques. And the Committee for the Rescue and Development of Vieques, uh, the principal grassroots community organization in the struggle to stop the U.S. military activity here. And once we had this wonderful victory on May 1st, 2003 and stopped the bombing, our committee began to use different uh, mechanisms to continue this process in the post-bombing phase for the struggles to get the cleanup done, the environmental cleanup of the military area, get the lands back in the hands of the community, 
to push for sustainable community-controlled development and to deal with the health crisis, among other things. And we luckily, through a friend, uh, Luis Alfonso Melendez, who was in Radio World, talked to us about a possible license for an FM community radio station that covered this area. And we jumped on the case and started to work and uh, for about six years uh, worked on that to finally come up with the funding and get things ready. So in September 2013, uh, we started our transmission. And it's a really great project that involves children from the schools, people from the community, a focus on children, young people, women, and older folks people who are generally marginalized in commercial radio. And obviously the project has a mission, that is to continue these struggles for peace and justice here on Vieques. And Radio Vieques happens to be an affiliate of the Pacifica network as well. Yes, we knew of Pacifica many, many years ago. I remember in the early 80s, some Pacifica reporters ended up in Vieques. I don't remember for which stations in particular, but uh, covering the military presence. And, and I can remember one reporter who was here in 1983, we were in the middle of a big campaign uh, during military maneuvers, protests. And this was just at the time of the um, overthrow by the US uh, military and government of Maurice Bishop in Grenada, the New Jewel Movement. And Vieques was used by the US military to prepare for that invasion. And so we were very keyed into that topic. And this really wonderful woman who had actually been in Grenada at the moment, Maurice Bishop was being arrested and taken away. And so we knew about the importance of, of Pacifica. And when we started this station, uh, we started to contact Pacifica. And eventually we, we've, um, from the beginning, used Democracy Now! on our regular programming. We have another great Pacifica program called Informativo Pacifica, produced in Los Angeles about uh, Latin American news, really great program. And last year I had the honor of receiving a call from some members of the National Board to be a member, you know, suggesting I might be on the National Board as an affiliate representative. So I did that and uh, pretty much right up until now, I'm just sort of ending this one year term. It's been a great uh, eye-opening experience and, and a really great opportunity. So Pacifica is very much a part of Vieques, uh, Radio Vieques, and I'm hoping Radio Vieques will continue to be part of Pacifica. Well, that's wonderful. It's nice to be connecting with a sister station. Well, you've already talked a little bit about the military presence here in Vieques, and I think Vieques has become a symbol for Puerto Rican resistance to U.S. colonialism. As we know, Puerto Rico is one of few remaining colonial territories. The island has never gained its full independence. And Vieques, much like the rest of Puerto Rico, has experienced a long history of U.S. military presence on the island. Tell us a little bit about that history, when it began, and what was taking place here in Vieques in terms of U.S. military operation. Sure. The U.S. military presence, uh, particularly the Navy and the Marines, although it's really every branch of the military, U.S. military and NATO and other U.S. allies were invited by the U.S. to use Vieques, over the more than half century of their presence here beginning in the 1940s. But this can only be understood in the context of this U.S.-Puerto Rico colonial relationship. It's key to understand that relationship to to be able to fathom how this type of horrendous oppression uh, could have taken place. Um, In the 1940s, the U.S. military, through the U.S. Congress, took over approximately 72% of Vieques land. So this was part of a larger Puerto Rico-wide and even larger Caribbean-wide U.S. militarization project in the 1940s. So in Vieques, the Navy took 8,000 acres on the western end of the island, the most fertile lands, closing down the most important sugar activity, the Playa Grande sugar mill, taking the best, the most fertile lands, the most important aquifers, lagoons, the highest point in Vieques topography, the closest connecting point to the main island creating a real serious issue for transportation between the islands. And the Navy also took 15,000 acres on the eastern end. That was also agricultural land principally. Thousands of people living on both zones that were forcibly moved into the center of the island. And on the eastern end, the Navy set up its bombing range and maneuver areas, some barracks. The western end was used principally for storing weapons, military artifacts, about 150 garage-like structures built at the hillsides. Uh, But on the eastern end, the Navy did their most diabolic activity, the bombing and practicing for uh, military aggressions against peoples in the Caribbean and Latin America throughout the world. The Navy, the U.S. military rented out Vieques to private companies to test weapons systems, invited NATO countries and other allies to use Vieques. So Vieques was, you know, constantly bombed from 
jets, ships, tanks, bazookas, mortars of the Navy, and other people experimented with you know new weapons. The, the U.S. and NATO military dropped on Vietnam every weapon in the arsenals uh, from uh, about 1940 to 2003. Including, including chemical weapons. Including different types of chemical weapons, napalm, and depleted uranium weapons as well. So there are extensive studies to show the horrendous effects on the environment, on the health of people here, Vietnam, on the food chain, the water, the air, tense contamination by military toxics, a long list of heavy metals, cancer-causing agents that we believe are responsible for the high cancer rate on Vietnam. So the Navy presence, again, was over half a century long, included horrendous uh, use of Vietnam's land, air, and sea, and its people, and this, again, to prepare for uh, a long list of U.S. aggressions against sister countries here in the Caribbean and throughout the world. The invasion of Grenada in 1983, the attempted uh, invasion of Cuba in the Bay of Pigs in 1961, throughout the Vietnam War, the invasion of the Dominican Republic when the U.S. sent 17,000 Marines to, to make sure a pro-U.S. government got put in power. Throughout the 70s, 80s, the uh, barbaric U.S. military activity and support for the cruelest dictators in, in Latin America and Central America, the Somozas and, and the Duvaliers in Haiti and the Salvadorian military governments, the uh, Chilean junta. Uh, so it was really you know, horrible to see Vieques be destroyed, to see the island, the people uh, so terribly treated and mistreated. And this all to do even, in some cases, more horrible things to other people throughout the world. And I've heard terrifying stories of daily life here in Vieques as a result of military presence, not just because of the bombing, but U.S. military's treatment of uh, Viequenses or Puerto Ricans living in yeah. Vieques. Yeah, particularly for women in the 50s and 60s, there were notable moments of intense violence by, you know, these hordes of young U.S. military men. And, like, you know, my guess is that any place in the world and, and with any military, you get a whole bunch of young men who are between 18 and 22 and they're in a horrific condition of war or preparing for war. And, and, you know, they have a few days or a week of liberty, right? They're on leave and they wanted, they're going to get drunk and look for women. And this is a horrific combination to bring a lot of violence. And so, it's also because of the economic crisis brought on by the Navy. Uh, there's a lot of prostitution in Vieques, more bars per capita than I think any place else in Puerto Rico. Lots of riots, fights, violence, the death of several people can be um, mentioned related to this. Mapepe Christian was a, an older man in the Barrio Destino here in 1953, Easter weekend, killed, beaten to death by a group of drunken Marines and, and others. Uh, this was a young boy killed in front of Camp Garcia, one of the main military facilities here in the uh, early 60s by a, a, a guard who just pulled out his gun and shot this young kid. Was a group of young kids were playing in the area and he was irritated by their playing. Um, so it was a, a serious issue, the violence against people of all ages and you know, women, men, children. You've been listening to part one of a two-part interview with Robert Rabin, director of the Institute of Puerto Rican Culture that was recorded earlier this year in Vieques, Puerto Rico. For more information on Radio Vieques, go to radiovieques.net. Stay tuned next Tuesday for part two of the interview where Robert Rabin shares how the community of Vieques and Puerto Ricans were able to get the U.S. military out of the island and the current efforts for justice and accountability for the people of Vieques related to the environmental and health impacts of military operations. While many people were involved in the victory to get the U.S. military out of Vieques, one Puerto Rican band to lend their hand to the struggle through their talents was Puerto Rican reggae band Cultura Profetica. They held a concert on the island to bring awareness and support to the cause and even reinterpreted one of Bob Marley's famous songs, Zimbabwe, to reflect the urgency of the cause and entitled it Vieque. Here's their latest single off of their upcoming album entitled Le Da Igual. Mm, otro día de sangre en el periódico 
tan densa no se aguanta, no La realidad del caso es que no hay salida De este laberinto de la economía Menos que allá arriba alguien tome iniciativa Pero no se quiere doblar, no se inclina Porque le da igual, desde su oficina le da igual de vida le da igual Desde lo alto todo le da igual La verdad Denigrante Sombra de la deuda En la esa desesperación de algunos que no ven alternativas para sobrevivir Y en la suya vive el insensible siempre que su lobo hay algo imprescindible Y es que para un cerdo es físicamente imposible alzar el cuello hasta ver el cielo Le da igual, desde su oficina le da igual de vida le da igual Desde lo alto todo le da igual Y nada cambia porque le da igual Tiene la llave pero le da igual Si no le afecta claro le da igual Desde su lodo todo le da igual La verdad Y en circunstancias que obligan La Cuneta Son Machín. Stay tuned. You're listening to La Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza. I'm Julieta Cusnid, and we could not be happier to have a really exciting band here in our studio. We have Frijol and Carlos here from La Cuneta Son Machín, and we are really excited to talk about a show that is around the corner. It's a show that people are going to get to dance and all these other wonderful Bay bands, but most importantly, they're going to get to hear from a group that doesn't come here every day, and we're really lucky to have. So, Carlos Frijol, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks to you for inviting us here on the on the radio. Que PFA. <laughs> yeah, so we are so lucky to have you both here. Why don't we take a step back? So if we were in Nicaragua, everyone would know you all and be really excited that you're here. Why don't you give our listeners some context into a little bit about the group and your story? Well, the band started at a street, Ciudad Jardín, a little town neighborhood in Managua where some folk party happens in Nicaragua and we started like playing the street for free for the people and from that day we started like doing our band we call it La Cuneta because it's the sidewalk where we think that all the music and, and the culture in Nicaragua happens where people in the street live their stories do their music so we call it La Cuneta because of the the space where the 
all our culture happens and so machine doing just uh, parody because of Miami Sound Machine a really known band in the 80s of Gloria Stefan and it was like just doing a contrast between our folk culture and in that time what what it was like very famous sound machine for Miami Sound Machine the kind of music we do is like folk music and mix it with each of us who have different kind of uh, influence Styles. of music, yeah, style. So we, in, in each rehearsal or when we are practicing, we, each of us, put a, a little different ingredient to our music. Some of us like tropical music, others like, like frijol, like a lot of funk music or rock. When we are doing uh, the musical arrange, we do like different, different mix. So each song has different sounds. And this latest CD, the CD that you guys came out with, Mondongo, it has gotten a lot of play. People are really excited about it. It was nominated for a Grammy, which is something that you know has brought it to the U.S. spotlight, even though it's been very popular in Latin America. So this is a CD that has a whole range of sounds. La Cuneta has a huge range. So why don't we talk about some of those songs? So why don't we start off by talking about the title track off the CD? Well, Mondongo, Mondongo is the is the name of, of this album, and also is the name of, of one song of, of the disc. And Mondongo is a kind of soup. It's a very heavy soup uh, made uh, of a lot of ingredients. Uh, made of so the stomach of the cow. Of the cow. It has uh, a lot of vegetables. This song represents the album. It's made of different ingredients, different kind of music. In Nicaragua, there's a little town called Mazatepe where this soup is made and, and it's really like very famous. Uh, people go a lot to that place to eat uh, Mondongo soup and we call it that that way because Greg, when we were recording, he was telling us that this album was made of a lot of specific things like marimba, rock, like we call it cumbia chinamera, son de toro, like, that is a, like a rhythm made with brass and drums so it was like a mix of a lot of things in one album so it's the same thing like soup where it has a lot of ingredients so the mondongo soup re represent the music of la cuneta because it's a mix of all of styles and and rhythms and instruments and the ins the traditional instrument of Nicaragua and also all the instrumentation, all the modern instrumentation like electric guitar and synthesizers and uh, a lot of ingredients. The, yeah. the musical ingredients of the music is like a mondongo soup. So with that, how about we hear this mondongo song that kind of sums up all the mixing that happened in this latest record? Of course. Lo dejo bien 
Sopita de montón con chile con Sopita de montón con chile con Ahí la Nicaragua repica mi bongo Sopita de montón con chile con Sopita de montón Just heard Mondongo. It's the title track of La Cuneta Somachin's latest CD. It was nominated for a Grammy. It's a CD that's getting a lot of play around the world, and people are really excited about it. I think that sums up a lot of what things we love in the Bay. We love funk, we love our cumbia, we love our mixing of different folk traditions, and it's something we don't get to hear every day. So, how about we listen to another song? Because there's such a big range on the CD, it's good for people to get a taste. Yeah, yeah. of course. We can hear another song that is called Lucero La Pate Perro. La Pate Perro is a person that who likes uh, travel a lot to go around for, around from all over the world and from all over the country. Uh, people that who loves to travel have and new experience
So that was a great track. So it has a big mix and it's a fun one. It's one thing that La Cuneta So Machin can guarantee is some dancing. Mm-hmm. People are going to be dancing at the show. Another track that I really liked was Taxero. Why don't you tell us the backstory on that one? Well, this song was made talking a little bit about the taxi drivers in Nicaragua. It's like a kind of love and hate to them because <laughs> as they can be a good person, they can also be like very bad drivers in Managua. But this song is talks about the reality in Nicaragua that there can be some nice taxi drivers uh, working during the day and it's really like a hard job. And in this in this song, we have featuring Ducy Clips doing a rap part. Uh, we have Asdru Sierra from Osomatli doing a solo in the trumpet. And Luis Enrique, that has, he has a Grammy winner doing a solo in timbales. So this is called El Taxero and talks about the taxi drivers. Cada rincón de las calles Y 
tirando vueltas y vueltas y nunca te desmayas Tengo 50 pesos y me puedes dar un raide Ventanas para abajo para respirar el aire Estoy poco cansado de mi vuelo Pero estoy feliz porque voy a ver el país de mis abuelos Vamos a Managua y después a Esteli Agua como a la Catoya y Notega y Madrid En el camino libre just heard Taxero. That is off Mondongo, La Cuneta Somachin's latest CD that's getting a lot of recognition. It was nominated for a Grammy and it is getting a lot of play and people are going to get to hear the song live possibly on the 13th. They're actually going to be playing here in San Francisco and people can check them out live along with some of the other Bay Area greats that are getting a lot of loves. Deuce Eclipse is one of our favorite MCs here in the Bay Area. We're huge, huge fans here. So you'll get to hear him on that track. So the next song I wanted you all to talk a little bit about was El Chikunguya. This song is super fun, but um, it's a song that has gotten so much attention in Mexico, Argentina, and Colombia. It's number one on Spotify in those places. I mean, it's really taken over. So here in the Bay Area... And honestly, the United States in general, <laughs> maybe people have heard a little bit about Zika because there's a lot of fear right now, yeah. but um, <laughs> they haven't heard too much about Chikungunya, so this isn't something people are living with. So why don't you break it down? This song has had a lot of big, it's had a lot of success. So why don't you tell us a little about the song and how it's been received? Yeah, well, the history of this song, at the beginning, it was a kind of cover of Michael Jackson Thriller. We tried at the beginning just to to sing the song uh, and change the rhythm, but I tried to to sing the song in English, kind of uh, Spanglish. Spanglish, like a Nicaraguan that doesn't doesn't know how to speak English. Like right but, now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but well, then we we changed the lyrics and we talk well. Right now, it's an epidemic disease called chikungunya, and why we change the letter and talk about the chikungunya, the epidemic of the of the chikungunya, and why we change the letter, we talk about the this disease, and we preserve the the music with the thriller music of Michael Jackson, and the people like it like it a lot. In this song, we we describe a lot like Nicaraguan's reality in relation to this disease, and it's also. Like kind of telling the people to have some of uh, precautions for for sure. this disease, but in a in a happy or funny way, so not being too seriously. But the idea is that the people can can get preventions to this this kind of diseases. 
So we're going to hear that song right now, and it's a lot of fun, so people will recognize it. And mm -hmm. if you don't know about Chikungunya, you'll also learn some helpful tips. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> just heard El Chikungunya and that song is really taken off all over America Latina and it's also a song that will keep everyone moving it's a it's a fun mix it's a fun remix okay so you two have been you all as a band La Cuneta So Machine has been going everywhere traveling a lot tell us about how this latest record how this CD has been received in Nicaragua and how since it's such an interesting fun mix of music how is it being received well, it has been a great notice uh, being Grammy nominee because this can motivate not only Nicaraguan bands but all Central America uh, music bands because uh, we, we share concert uh, activities and, and we share the same reality with them and this, this way they can get motivated because if we are right now uh, nominated, they can also be nominee in the next year or they can, they realize that there's a way that their music can be heard in other countries, not only for us, but for all Central America. So in Nicaragua, people are very happy because it's like a kind of a gift they have had this year and to be proud. And I hear that you all are giving away free CDs, free records at your show. So first of all, tell us a little bit more about the show. Yeah, of course. We're going to be playing on February 13 on Great American Music Hall in San Francisco. We're going to be playing with Juicy Clips, uh, one one of our collaborators in the, in the latest uh, CD. 
and the band Soltron that makes uh, uh, some Latin rock music very very danceable too. So it's, I, I think it's, it's going to be a great show. We invite us, uh, all of the Latin and, and not Latin community <laughs> in the Bay Area to enjoy this great concert with us. Everyone who goes to the concert is going to receive a free CD of La Cuneta Son Machin, our latest CD, Mondongo. So Woo! we hope to see you there. We hope to see you dancing and screaming and, and having a great time with us. So everybody's invited to this big party. And on the 15th of this month of February, you all are going to be at the Grammys. Yeah. So how are you all feeling about that? <laughs> Tell us about that. Well, very nervous and very excited at the same time. It's a big opportunity to know some musicians, some producers, and live the experience uh, of the Grammys. So we are very, 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 very excited. And in Nicaragua, the people is very excited uh, too with, with all this movement. movement. <laughs> so we're talking to La Cuneta Son Machin about Mondongo that's been nominated for a Grammy. Everyone's really excited. And along with being a wonderful CD with all this music, it's just... It takes a village to make a record. So how did this come together? Who worked on this? Yeah, well, we started, uh, we already had like the first two albums, the first one called El Zafarrancho and the second one called Amor Tanguero. We were, they were recorded at Nicaragua. And then we started like coming to San Francisco because there's, uh, there's a friend of us called Eric Leiva that has an organization called Chavalo.com and they do a lot of cultural activities with Nicaraguan theme. So we start coming and each in each trip we start hiring, we always met with Greg Landau that he used to be a musician with our uncle in the 80s in Nicaragua. He used to live there uh, with a band called Mancotal. Ok, ¿por qué no pausa, un pa, una pausa? Hay mucha gente que conoce you know, tu tío y le va a interesar mucho la historia. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? So Greg used to live in the 80s with, uh, playing with Mancotal, a very known band with my uncle Luis Enrique Mejía Dodoy. In the 80s, they were uh, great musicians. They did like 35 tours around the world. Uh, they were very known because of the new song in Latin America. Uh, also with my father, Carlos Mejia Godoy. He used to be director of, of a great uh, disc label called Enigrac in Nicaragua. The, so he, he used to work a lot with the Nicaraguan band from every from, for, from all Nicaragua, different kind of music, every, different kind of style. So he knew very good Uh, the work we were doing because our work uh, it's about that like uh, getting our Nicaraguan music and making it sound different in our own way in our own way to express our style of music so he knew really good what we were trying to do so in each uh, concert he was telling us uh, we met and he was telling us that we, we could do things uh, together And we had the opportunity to do it in like two years ago. And we started like composing and having like really good job with him at his home. Compo Frijol was composing some songs with my brother Augusto and Greg Landau. In that way, he, we had the opportunity to record it at Trilogy Studio here in San Francisco. Then uh, he could uh, talk with Carlos Alvarez, a great mixer, Uh, he, he has been like 14 times Grammy winner and, uh, and another per person that also work a lot uh, with great musicians, Los Tigres del Norte and other guys. He's called John Greenham and he, were, he was the sound engineer uh, in charge of doing the master of the city. So it, it has been like a really great uh, opportunity for us and a great experience to work with them and also to see the way they have they have react with the with our job as musicians and they have been like following following us in all this process it was not only like okay i work, i did this okay goodbye and no it, it has been uh, really nice uh, they're interested in this job and and he has been like a really uh, nice gift from la cuneta to nicaragua and central america and and it's a way to say we are very thankful in the in in all the people that has been supporting us 
You're listening to KPFA Radio, La Raza Chronicles, and we are talking to La Cuneta Son Machin. It's been a really, really wonderful to have you all here. Why don't you all tell our listeners again where they can see you all live and perform some of these great songs we've heard on our airwaves? Yeah, of course. We're going to be playing on February 13th. The 13th, Saturday. Great American Music Hall in San Francisco. We want to be with Deuce Eclipse and Soul Throne. So be ready to be a, a great party, to be there uh, for enjoying a great party. Doors go- will open from 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. Yeah, and want to be giving uh, our latest CD, Mondongo, for all the people that, that, that is coming there. So we hope for to free. see you there. We hope to see you dancing. We hope to see you screaming. We hope to see you um, Having a singing, great time. singing, whatever. So everybody is invited to this great Latin American party. So we are very excited. Right now, the, our Mondongo CDs is Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, and all these kind of social medias of music. And also you can find every information about us in Facebook. You can find us like La Cuneta Song Machine, also in Twitter, La Cuneta Nick, in Instagram, La Cuneta Song Machine, and also the webpage that is lacunetasongmachine.com. There you can download totally free our first two albums called Zafarrancho and Amor Fritanguero. You can find our biography, our agenda, and some, some information you want to know about the band. Yeah. <laughs> I've had La Cuneta So Machin here. I have had Frijol in the studio along with Carlos Mejia. So thank you both for being here. And um, we hope to have you on again in the future. Of, of course, course, of course. Thank you very much for inviting us to this program. And hope to see you. Hope to be here very soon. soon. <laughs> <laughs>
You've been listening to La Raza Chronicles, Crónicas de la Raza on KPFA 94.1 FM, community-powered radio. If you want to hear this program again or share with others, you can find us on SoundCloud. Just search for La Raza Chronicles. Also, make sure to like us on Facebook to receive regular updates on news, arts, and culture desde el mundo latino. And as always, we love to hear from our listeners. Así que, por favor, write us your comments and any ideas you might have for upcoming shows at LaRazaChronicles at kpfa.org. Tune in next week at 7 p.m. for more of La Raza Chronicles Crónicas de la Raza. Hasta la próxima y buenas noches. Oh, 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 oh,